Hello, this is Basil Howard Brown, and welcome to Messages of Revival. I'm so excited to share this word with you right now. I believe it's a timely one and will minister the love of Jesus to you. We are a new creation in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away and all things have become new. God is good. And remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. God bless. Hallelujah. Have you found the book of Luke chapter 19? All right, listen to me real carefully. We're going to read here in verse 12. It says, He therefore said a certain nobleman who went into a distant country to obtain for himself a kingdom and then to return. Calling ten of his own bondservants, he gave them ten pounds and said to them, Buy and sell with these while I go and, and then return. But, when, but, but his citizens detested him and sent an embassy after him to say, We do not want this man to become ruler over us. And when he returned after having received the kingdom, he ordered these bondservants to whom he had given the money to be called to him that he might know how much each one had made by buying and selling. The first one came before him and said, Lord, your pound has made ten additional pounds. And he said to him, Well done, excellent bondservant, because you have been faithful and trustworthy in very little thing. You shall have authority over ten cities. The second one came and said, Lord, your pound has made five more pounds. And he said also to him, you will take charge over five cities. Another came and said, Lord, here is your pound, which I've kept laid up in a handkerchief. Now, let me, let me ask you this question. What is the difference between these three different servants? Two of them have invested, bought and sold, and made some additional pounds for their master, but the third one came and said, I've taken the pound that you've given me and I'm giving it back to you and I have had it laid up in a handkerchief all this time. Why did he do that? The reason why he did that is because he was afraid of his master. Listen to what he says in the very next verse. He says, For I was constantly afraid of you because you are a stern, hard, severe man. You pick up where you do not lay down and you reap where you do not sow. He said to the servant, I will judge and condemn you out of your own mouth, you wicked slave. You knew that I was a stern, hard, severe man, picking up where I did not lay down and reaping where I did not sow. Then why did you not put the money in the bank so that when I, on my return, I might have collected it with interest? And he said to the bystanders, take the pound away from him and give it to him who has 10 pounds. Now listen to this carefully. You, you know... This is true to life. I've seen this happen in life. I've seen where, where somebody's doing well, and those that aren't doing well, they even lose what they've got. And it looks like the one, you get people in the church, some of them do very well. They're just blessed. They're always blessed. Everything they touch, they're blessed. God blesses them. And then others in the church, never happens. And the reason why is many people operate in fear. They're afraid to part with some of their money because they're afraid, what if God doesn't come through for me and take care of me? Then I'm done for. So let me hang on to what I've got. But yes, what I found out personally, when I hang on to what I had, I lost it anyway. If you think you're losing by giving into the gospel of Jesus Christ, your finances, you're wrong. You are only gaining. You're gaining a harvest of blessing. 
You're gaining the provision. You're gaining the abundant blessing of your heavenly Father. You're not losing. If you hold on to what you've got, you will eventually lose it. It's like the person believing God, you know, for a financial miracle and they take their, their wallet and they pull out their $20 bill, the last one they got, and they lay hands on it. Father, I thank you by morning that you multiply this $20 bill, Lord. And they put it back into their wallet, put it down on the bedside table, go to sleep. What are you expecting to find in the morning? A whole lot of $20 bills? It ain't going to happen. In actual fact, that $20 bill that you've got, it lost some value. It's only worth about $19.95 because of inflation. So it didn't gain value and it didn't multiply. The seed doesn't multiply in your hand. We used an example the other night of the farmer. When he takes the corn and puts it aside for the next season, the corn doesn't multiply in the granary. The, the corn doesn't multiply in, in the storage room. He has to take it out, go out to the field, and plant the corn into the ground. And that's the way the corn multiplies. Amen. Stuff does not multiply in your hand. We've already looked at this through the week when Jesus fed the 5,000 with five loaves and two fishes. He praised God, gave thanks. He prayed. But once he had done praying, he never had 5,000 loaves and 5,000 fish. He still only had five loaves and two fishes. But he had to use the key. He asked God, bless this to our use. And then he used the key of giving. And the moment he started to give, God started to multiply what he had. He fed the 5,000 and there were still leftovers. This is a principle that the, this principle needs to burn, be burned down in your heart. And you need to get a revelation of this. God is your provider and he's the one that meets your every need if you do it according to his will. Or according to his word. I've been saved all my life. And there was a good, good chunk of my life. I lived on barely get along street at the corner of Grumble Alley. I mean we've been poor. We were so poor even the poor people called us poor. I've been there. I've done that. And I never had enough money to buy the t-shirt. We tried poverty. We tried lack. And then we tried God. See, in all that time that we were living in lack, we were trying to do it ourselves. I tried to do it. I tried to do it. Couldn't do it. Gave it to my wife. I said, honey, you do it. She couldn't do it either. And then we said, all right, God, I give up. You do it. And he did. I remember a bumper sticker that says, when all else fails, try God. What a dumb bumper sticker. Should have said, all else will fail. So try God first. Well, let's try this way first to see if we can get blessed. Well, let's try this way over here. Well, let's try this way. Forget it. If it's not in the Word, it ain't going to work. You can't operate, when it comes to your finances, you can't operate in fear. Fear, fear and faith can't go together. Amen. You can't be in fear one day and faith the next. Fear, I heard one preacher say this, fear is the dark room where the devil develops his negatives. Fear will not produce the blessing of God in your life. 
Fear will not produce the abundance that God has for you. Fear will cause you not to operate in faith. Either you're going to believe God and have faith in His Word and what He said, or you're going to operate in, faith, in fear. That's it. It's either faith or fear. You've got to make the choice. I choose faith. I choose the Word, which is real. I choose the Word, which is real. Amen. Now turn over with me to Acts chapter 10. The thing that will turn your situation around is faith. Here's the bottom line. Whether this word has worked for you in the past or not, it's still God's word. And it will still work. Amen. I've had people say, well, I've tried that prosperity thing. You know, I gave once last year. never worked for me. Yeah. You gave once last year. It's a way of life. I don't know if I should ask, ask this question, but how many of you pray every day? Now, now be careful before you raise your hand, because if you don't, I don't want lightning to come down and strike you while I'm in the building. How many of you pray every day? You know what? You need to pray every day. In actual fact, you have to pray every day. Prayer is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Prayer is a lifestyle. How many of you serve God every day? How many of you have to take a day off sometime and just say, hey, I'm going to serve the devil today and go snort some cocaine or something? Anybody? Go smoke some weed or something. Anybody? No. No, you don't take a day off serving God. You serve Him all the time. Why? Because this is your lifestyle. We, we chose to be a Christian and we chose to serve God every day of our life. So prayer is a lifestyle. Do you know that so is giving? Hello. So is giving. How many of you would like to be blessed every day? How many of you would like to be blessed every day? Have you believe you can be blessed every day? Yeah. Then you've got to give every day. Amen. Amen. Make it a way of life. Pray. Say, God, send somebody across my path that I can bless. He will. He will. He'll send somebody across your path that you can bless. Amen. Look at verse 1 of chapter 10. It says, now living in, in Caesarea, there was a man whose name was Cornelius, a centurion or captain of what was known as the Italian regiment, a devout man who feared God and treated him with reverential obedience, as did all his household, and he gave much alms to, to the people and prayed continually. Now listen to this. This man feared God. It's, it's the fear that we have for our Heavenly Father is not the fear that the devil gives us. It's a reverential fear. Because I reverentially fear my Heavenly Father, it does not cause me to stop operating in faith. In actual fact, it causes me to operate in faith. Because I fear my God. 
That servant feared his master, but with a different fear that caused him to stop or held him back from doing what he should be doing. The fear that we have for God is a different fear. It's a reverential fear. I want to be a God pleaser, not a man pleaser. I've tried to please man in the past and couldn't do it. You can only please man some of the time. But you can't please God all of the time. Can you say amen? amen? So we're not here to please man. Didn't come to Alaska to tickle your ears, make you feel comfortable, keep you in your comfort zone. We didn't even come here to rock the boat this week. We came to turn the boat upside down. Because when we turn the boat upside down, you're going to have to walk on the water. And that's where you get your miracles. So here's a man, he feared God. He treated him with reverential obedience. So he, was, he feared God, he was obedient. And the Bible says he gave much alms to the people and prayed continually. So he feared God, he was obedient, he was a giver, and he was a prayer. Sounds like somebody, somebody you want to hang around. Sounds like it could be free to me. Verse 3 says, At about the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God entering and saying to him, Cornelius, and he gazing intently at him, became frightened and said, What is it, Lord? Now listen to this. The angel of the Lord was sent to Cornelius to give him an instruction or give him a job of work to do. And this is what the angel of the Lord said to him. Your prayers and your generous gifts to the poor have come up as a sacrifice to God and have been remembered by Him. Ooh. You think Jesus was the only one that sat down opposite the treasury and watched what the people put in and it was only a one-time thing? Uh-uh-uh. God knows what you're doing all the time. He knows what you're doing all the time. Your prayers and your generous gifts have come up as a sacrifice. When you pray and you, you're a prayer, your prayers are going up as a sacrifice before God. We talk about honoring the Lord with our finances. Every time you give and sow, your, your giving of your finances is going up as a sacrifice before God. The Bible says that God has remembered. God remembered Cornelius as a prayer and as a, as a giver. He remembered him. I want God to remember me as a prayer. I want God to remember me as a giver. I want to be found faithful in the little. I want to be found faithful with unrighteous mammon. Because when you're faithful with unrighteous mammon, God will give you the true riches, which is far more important than the unrighteous mammon. Unrighteous mammon comes and goes, but the favor of God and the anointing of God and the blessing of God and the glory of God is there to stay. I tell people, if you want to get set free, get a little closer to God. 
If you want the blessing of God upon your life, get a little closer to Him. If you want to see God come through with your finances, get a little closer to Him. Begin to do what the Word of God says as you draw close to God and make the adjustments that you have to make. God will draw close to you and bless you. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. If you're wanting, maybe the Lord's not your shepherd. You need to make the Lord your shepherd. You need to let Him lead you. You need to let Him guide you. Amen. If you don't know Jesus and need to rededicate your life right now, pray this prayer with me. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I confess right now that Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart, take out the hardened heart, and give me a heart of flesh. Change me, Lord. Let me never be the same again. I repent and turn from my ways. I make you Lord of my life right now. Use me, Lord, in these days we are in. I am ready for your coming and always will be. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul and setting me free. Amen. Now, if you pray this prayer, I would love to hear from you. So please email me at revivalpodcasthb at gmail.com. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Messages of Revival Podcast. For more, subscribe to Messages of Revival Podcast on Anchor, Google Podcast, and iTunes. And share this podcast with somebody that needs to be uplifted and blessed. God bless you.